following is KPB MediaWorks production. Choose your fighter. Uh, a little bit of a stretch there. Alright, man. Three, two, one. Welcome to another episode of KPB Cast, guys. On the same vein as the last few episodes, there's going to be a State of the Union. State of the Union specifically for KOF and some SNK as well. And to help cover those topics, who we have today is Rome himself. You guys know him as a voice for KOF here on the East Coast, New York. Rome, how the heck are you? Dude, I am doing so great, man. Everything is awesome. Just got finished playing some KOF, actually, before I got on. So, you know, feeling real loose right now. But how you doing, Raphael? I'm doing pretty good, man. I'm doing pretty good. Nice day at work. Uh, I came home uh, doing a little bit of recording. I love doing this stuff, and I want to thank you for coming on, man. So with that, let's get this started. As I've been saying in a lot of these uh, episodes, uh, State of the Union episodes, we all know Combo Breaker was a quote-unquote return to the norm. There were a few offline events before Combo Breaker, obviously. Uh, Texas Showdown, CEO... I believe Summer Jam also happened. They were all offline, but Combo Breaker just felt um, a little bit different. And before we do, and before we do get into Combo Breaker, let's talk a little bit, um, you know, pre-pandemic, before the pandemic basically just came and locked us into our homes for two years. KOF 14 was still out. Samurai Showdown was still out. What were the scenes like for those games, or? You know, or did, did they both interact well with each other, the community? Did, uh, you know, the KOF players play Samurai Showdown? Do Samurai Showdown players play KOF? Yeah, absolutely. Um, there was a lot of crossover between SNK titles. And I feel most titles are like that in general. Like, most Capcom players will play both Street Fighter and Marvel. So, like, most SNK fighters, we're, you know, we're going to play KOF. We're going to dabble with Sam Show and vice versa. So, yeah, pre-pandemic... Samurai Showdown was the most recent game. It came out in 2019, and that was uh, 2019 was the last you know non-pandemic year. So that game was going really strong. Yes, it was. Uh, it was it was doing really well. Lots of hype matches um, across the board. You know, just a real strong community. And KOF 14 at that point was a few years old. I believe about three to four years older at that point. So the scene was still you know there was still some uh, some integration. There was still some players who. Uh, who legacy KOF players who are always going to stick with the games, they were around, and we were still doing tournaments for KOF 14, so we still have players, but, um, you know, just at that point, uh, the game's a few years older, so it's mostly people that have kept up with it. You know, every game kind of has a, a, you know, a, a peak point, but then there's a point where course, some people might not stay with it. Yeah, so 14 was, was still doing fine. There was still some good matches, but at the time, Samurai Showdown was, like, the hotness, man. A lot of people were playing. So, yeah, both, I, w- I would say, uh, SNK uh, players as a whole, there was a lot of crossover. Not not everyone, but there was a great amount of us here, especially in New York. There was a, you know, a lot of us here that tried out Sam's show and, and loved it and ended up loving it. So And those people jumped on to KY15 as well. And you know what? Uh, the good thing about us, man, we live in New York, and there's going to be a hotbed of KOF here. I mean, I'm pretty sure there are still a group of players who play KOF 2K2, the vanilla one, still out in Ooh, Brooklyn. Yeah. Uh, you know, God bless those guys, man. That that's their that's their love. 
But, you know, you mentioned uh, we talked about the integration. Now, let's talk about each game separately, at least, you know, each different community. Like you said, 2019 was the last non-pandemic year before everything hit. And the games, it's uh, KOF 14, like you mentioned, was about three or four years old. Sam Show came out around that time, and it was the hotness at the time. And I'm going to bring up something that I brought up with a couple of the other guys I already talked to, obviously online. You know, it's 2019. We didn't know what was going to hit us, um, going to hit mm-hmm. us head on. How would the, uh, you know, how was the online for KOF 14? Because was the online so bad where maybe the player base kind of died down to what you expected it? Um, how was the online for Samurai Showdown? Uh, were, were they both bad or were they both like right <laughs> in the middle? So, yeah, uh, the pandemic did a number on us. Uh, as far as KOF 14 is concerned, um, there were, like I said, there was people who still played consistently. So getting games with them, with them online, it, it wasn't as bad. Uh, and there was a few online tournaments that some people were doing uh, just to kind of keep things going. Uh, the netcode wasn't the best, though. I mean, I'll be honest with you. It was a little rough in some areas, but it was, it was playable at the end of the day. As far as Samurai Showdown is concerned, the netcode for that game was, you know, to be honest, it was it was really rough. So even playing people close enough, it it was a problem. Was However, yeah, it was it was very much so. Um, it was a struggle. But I was gonna say that uh, during the pandemic, we got to see the strength of the Sam Show community because uh, there's a software. I'm not sure if you heard of it. It's called Parsec. I've heard and, of it. I don't yeah. know how to implement it yet, but I have heard of it. Basically, it's uh, you know, it allows you to play. It allows you to simulate offline, but online. You can connect other people. Like right now, I could connect you, and it would, it would simulate as me and you playing offline. But obviously, I would have we'd have to have a great connection and do it. So some of the the Sam Show players were actually renting out like um, cloud servers in order to have everyone connect. So put it this way: it would be let's say the cloud servers in Ohio. They would find a way to have everyone connect to it. To, in Ohio to make it seem like they're all playing offline in in Ohio. So the Sam Show players did that and were able to use a netcode, you know, better than the game's stock netcode. So for a while that was working. It was a little pricey to run the servers, but the Sam Show community really stepped up and showed their love for the game. And, and they were able to run tournaments, you know, run lobbies and stuff like that. So they were they were still going strong with that. Oh, man, that's some uh, straight-up dedication, and, um, you know, that shows that even when we were all stuck at home, people wanted to stick with the game. Uh, I mean, that game is amazing. It's a really, really fun game, especially when it comes to mechanics everything. I love Samurai Showdown, and it's just such a shame that the online that it came with, uh, you know, I've, I've talked to a few people, and they feel really one of the reasons why the game sort of died down so much was because of um, the stock netcode. But it's really cool to hear that the community took it to Parsec and they were able to enjoy themselves on, online right there. Um, what about the KOF 14 community? What did they do during the um, the first two or even the first year of the pandemic? I believe some of the KOF players tried to do Parsec as well, but it was, uh, I'm not sure the, the logistical part of it, but I know it was a little harder to do than it was for Sam Show. Um, but Again, there were still some people that played. I, I would play from time to time. I would run, like, weekly streams. And there was a lot of players in Ohio uh, that's kept up with it. But uh, it was more so the the diehards of the scene. Like I said, the people I'm 
I've been playing for the past 10 years. Like, they were still playing 14. So there, there was a scene for the game. Uh, just wasn't as prominent as it was, obviously, you know, pre-pandemic. The pandemic really, really did a number on a lot of us. So... Let me ask you this, man. Um, did you have any communications with any other uh, figureheads in the KOF community outside of New York? Did you talk to anybody from the West Coast, uh, you know, the Midwest, uh, you know, guys like Desmond? Uh, did any Was there any kind of a little reunion of community heads to see, you know, what the health of uh, each community was during that time? Um, Not like a direct formal thing, but I mean, yeah, I talk with Desmond all the time. I talk with the game goons uh, in the West Coast. Shout outs to them, uh, and you know we just kind of we we talk about stuff, but it's never been and it's it's never been about like hey you know let's try to set certain things up like let's try to set up an event or something. Like, I got I know they were doing um, there was some folks on the West Coast who were running Parsec for KOF thirteen. There was almost a almost a revival for that game in a sense uh, during the pandemic where there was a lot of people practicing again and people were running Parsec servers for 13. Uh, but as far as 14, um, not directly. I haven't, I haven't like directly spoken to anyone about, you know, maybe trying to set up some event or anything. It was just, Hey, you know, you want to play you online? Sure. You know, let's just, you know, get a discord match going on. Also, basically that was by all means the, the community building during the time because I'm sure everybody was just so down and listen, we were all depressed. We were all stuck at home. And I mean, nobody really wants to do that, especially, you know, with our scene, which depends a lot on offline. So like you said, there, w there was just some small talk. Uh, hey, how's your scene doing? How's your scene doing? Uh, maybe we could run a little tournament or something like that. How did the community itself, uh, what, what kind of vibes were you getting from them? Were a lot of them just dropping and saying, you know what? Uh, come and talk to me after the pandemic because I, I just can't stand this online stuff. Or did you did you feel it was 50-50? I would say 50-50 because uh, I know, like, me personally, I don't really like to play online. I only play online for my stream, but I don't – like, when I'm not streaming, I'm, I don't really like to play. I, I'm very much a let's meet up at the arcade and, and play some games there. So, But, I mean, there was people who were doing both, a bit of both, playing games, running stuff. You know, running like events and things like that and like hosting discord uh meetups to play so yeah I, w I would say it was it was a bit of both like we understood that you know there is no essentially at the time there is no offline right you can't go to your locals you can't go to majors so we understood that and it was like all right well this is the best we can do right is play online so let's make the most of it snk themselves uh were they very quiet during the pandemic? Were they um, quietly, or were they quietly, excuse me, were they quietly supporting anything that the community itself was doing? Because, you know, they're one of the only developers who go out of their way to help out with anything, where it'd be like, you know, hey, here's some few downloaded, some few download codes for a few games. Maybe here's a t-shirt. Maybe we'll put in a little bit of a pop bonus. What kind of communications did they have with the community? Or were they just sitting back uh, working on their own projects uh they were active they were doing stuff so they were sk has like an um an esports program where they would support your tournament if your tournament reaches like certain qualifications like if you have like i think over 20 entrants and then uh this depends on the games like i know they would support events because they supported mines in the past um and they would yeah they would help out with merchandise 
Um, they would sp- uh, feature your, your uh, tournament on their page to get more traction, things like that. So they were SNK was very much active. I mean, they were also working on the the newer ports of uh, O2UM and KOF ninety eight Final Edition. Those those two games getting uh, rollback, you know, uh, throughout the pandemic. So they were they were very much active. I will say that. I say that's awesome. That's what a lot of people want. You know, they always love it when the developer helps out. I mean, especially in a time of crisis like uh, like that. And uh, speaking of which, you said it yourself. You held a few tournaments. I believe you and Aru held the Samurai Showdown tournament. Uh, was it last year at Next Level where I believe you guys got about 20, 26 players, even some from out of town? How did that go? You know, give us an idea how the logistics went went for it, considering we were just almost, you know, at that point where all um, all the restrictions were lifted. Um, that was yeah, that we did it at Lunar Phase. So we just worked with the Lunar Phase crew, uh, and we were like, hey, let's you know try to get something for Sam Show. We went around to Discords, talked to some folks, because uh, again, there's people still playing the game. It's just that. They're not able to travel. So even if they don't play online, they might say, hey, you know, let me know if there's an offline meetup. I'll come through. So, yeah, we just started talking about it as like, hey, we should do this. You know, in a way, it was like, let's give a last hurrah for Sam show or just, you know, let's see if we can gauge interest with this. And um, I mean, it ended up going well. Yeah. Twenty six players. We had some players come in from PA, uh, some from Maryland. I think Nick is Nick is cool, who doesn't even live in like he I think he flew out of here. Not sure if it was exactly for that event, but he definitely flew to New York and, and participated. So that was cool. Uh, but yeah, that was that was a lot of fun, that tournament that we had. And it goes to show that people still playing Sam show. People still love the game. And, you know, it was it was just cool to have that. You know, it was just missed the offline feeling. And um, during the pandemic, or I think even before it, or, or maybe it was during it, you helped me, you refreshed my memory, KOF 15 was announced. And... Um, I'm sure SNK learned from their mistakes, especially with what happened with the two years of no offline events, and uh, they saw what it did to Samurai Showdown. Do you think uh, going into this thing, they knew they had to rework all the, um, you know, their netcode? Because I mean, let's be honest. Like you said, was it the worst? No. Was it the best? Absolutely not. But it was way below standard. Uh, do you did did they give you any idea of anything to any of the community leaders what they were going to be doing to help out the community going forward with this game? Um, I mean they might have, but I'm <laughs> I'm the little guy here. I'm just the dude out here at the, at the locals, you know. But I, so I don't know if I don't know if I'm considered that much of a community leader where they would contact me. I don't have any direct you know uh, contacts to SNK, but I will say this. Uh, a lot of us were very adamant on social media about making sure KOF 15 has rollback. And I'm not sure if you remember that or saw that, but when the game first got announced and the first you know, few trailers were out, there was a lot of people on social media just tagging SNK and saying, hey, rollback, we need rollback, we need rollback. And uh, I think that we annoyed SNK so much that they said, fine, all right, we're going <laughs> to add rollback. You know, but it's like it's 2021. There's no excuse for not having rollback in these games. Right. And it's like we're just we're doing this because we want the game to be the best it can be. You know, we're not just, you know, we're not just complaining for anything. We're complaining because we're like, hey, this game will, you know, we don't know if we'll ever go into another pandemic where there's another big, you know, virus or whatever. And we don't know if we'll have to stay home and play again. So we would like to play your game. Can you make sure the game is functional online and offline? That would be great. Well, I don't even think it was more, uh, I don't even think it was about annoying them. It's also about the fact that, hey, listen, 
we live in a time now where online is a must really good online and let's take it from a competitor side um, you know point of view uh you know like you said we're blessed to be living in new york where there is readily available competition but maybe somebody out in the midwest who maybe lives 30 40 miles away from his neck from another competitor you know online we we all know we would much rather play offline but if you have a good online um connection you're able to keep up with training you're able to keep up with you know some of the highest levels of play you're able to keep up with the metal whatever it is when you when you have a much better online environment than you do a bad one yeah that's the truth uh, I always think about that. When I started my online series, the reason was because I wanted to give people that chance that didn't have locals, you know, a chance to play and get a spotlight on them. Like you mentioned, we're very fortunate in New York City. There's always like something going on. If it's Next Level, if it's Brooklyn Arcade Games, if it's Xeno Zero, if it's Bum's House, there's always something happening, you know, for fighting games out here. So we're we're blessed. But yeah, um, like that was the that was the goal. It was just, hey, we need this to be playable for the people that you know, might have to travel two whole hours just to go to their local, you know, like, so now they can play home, you know, they can uh, play the best they can play comfortably in, in their own house. Definitely, definitely. So now we're uh, about 2021. Uh, restrictions are starting to come off in some states and some offline events are coming back. Now, these are offline events. <clears throat> Excuse me. They're offline events. Uh, we have Summer Jam. We have CEO. We have a few smaller bum um, tournaments that may have had um, SNK games on there. Uh, what's the community feeling like? Are people ready to go out, or is it you know just the idea of what the two years we just went through? Is it still simmering in their heads? Yeah, I I think it's the the first one. I think everyone is very excited to just get out the house, and you know meet up and play games. I know the first few locals we've had, it was. Um, some players were, you know, reluctant to come out. Some people were very much, um, you know, just afraid. They didn't not I don't want to say afraid of COVID, but they were very much like, you know, masked up, gloves on, you know, very much so covered up. And that still exists now, but everyone's a bit more like we're just happy now that we can actually go to events. So I will say, yeah, like everyone was was really excited. Couldn't wait to meet up at Next Level or wherever it was to play games. Right. Uh, and, and the funny thing is, like, even though it was about, like, a year and a half, it just felt like nothing changed. You know, like, the first local I went to, I remember feeling like, oh, I, I feel like I just did this last Saturday. And it was like, nothing's changed. The only thing now is that we're all wearing masks. And that's it, you know. But that shouldn't let, you know, that shouldn't bother. And, if, hey, listen, some people, it'll bother them. Some people, it won't. But like you said, the camaraderie is the important thing. Uh, we got out of our houses. We're doing what it is that we love. And I, I'm sure everybody had a great time. Oh, yeah, everyone. And it was just great to see how, how, how much everyone's changed. You know, everyone's gotten, like, either fatter or, like, <laughs> <laughs> got more hair. Your long hair is longer. You know, it's like some people had kids over the pandemic. Like some, It was like it was like the COVID time skip is what we called it because so much happened and a year and some change, you know, like, and it was, but it was still a blessing to see everyone and, and to play games like we used to. Who got the fattest? Uh, I, I feel like it's me, but it's not. People say I lost weight, but I'm like, no, nah, I feel fatter. Uh, I, who got the fattest? I, I don't want to be mean. I'm not going to call them out. Never mind. All right. Let's, you know, let's take it this way. Whose hair grew longer. 
Oh man, you you brought up Aru earlier. Aru had like this uh, ponytail. It looks so weird because I've never seen him with hair longer than his, you know, the normal length. He had like a really long ponytail, and I think he hated it too. He just couldn't go to the barbershop at the time, so right. He cut it off. Soon as barbershops open, I think he went and cut it off instantly. <laughs> you know, uh, pre uh, combo breaker twenty um, twenty two. Uh, obviously, we we have looming uh, KOF. 15. It's uh, coming out in March of 2022, but there were a few offline events before that. Again, we had a uh, CEO, we had a uh, summer jam. Uh, did you? What kind of numbers did uh, the community see? Uh, was there any reluctance to even attend these? Like, well, like you know, the locals. Uh, you know, what kind of reaction did, did you feel the community had with these uh, events um, coming back? Did you? Uh, did you attend any of them? Uh, no, my, the first event I attended was just combo breaker that happened oh, wow. a few weeks ago. Yeah. I haven't been, well, we had lunar belt, which was a smaller event, yeah. uh, back in April, but before that, no, the last tournament I was at was pre COVID. I was frosty Fousings 2020. That was the last event I went to, well, uh, but if... mm-hmm. I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh no, no. I was going to say, uh, you know, as far as the numbers and stuff, cause I, I watched some of the other events happen. But uh, I, I was it was definitely a noticeable drop in entrance for a lot of games. But I think that just, you know, people still have their, their they're still cautious about it, about traveling, and they still have their reservations. Some people aren't vaccinated, and I know a lot of events, you know, require you to be vaccinated. You have to do uh, card checks and everything at the front. So I know some people didn't have that. And also, the overall price of everything now, everything costs a lot more. Hotels are more expensive. Flights are more expensive. So uh, I think that also, you know, played in a lot of people not being able to go. Well, even if you weren't able to go, uh, what was the general vibe that people had just with the SNK community, uh, you know, from from everything that you read or you heard from people who actually did manage to go out to said events? Um, it, it looked fun. I, I hang out in discords and I still see people talking about certain events and it, it you know watching the streams it, it looked like everything was back to normal like i said it looks like the same it's just that everyone is just wearing a mask now or something but uh it, it seems like everyone was you know back to playing games offline and, and having a good time and you know doing what we do doing what we love so it, it doesn't seem like that aspect of it has changed much it's just now you know we're being a bit more cautious about uh just our habits you know uh, of course of course yeah, hygienal habits and things like that. So, but um, I, I, as far as uh, KOF 14, I think at that time, I think KOF 14 and Sam Show were considered like side games. So their entrants were okay, you know, just mostly like local talent and maybe a few others. So it wasn't right. wasn't like bad numbers, but it, but it wasn't like the biggest numbers because they were, you know, a as far as. Uh, KOF was concerned, everyone was kind of in the waiting room for 15 because we got the 15 information. So everyone's looking forward to that. So 14 is not getting played as much. Or if it is, it's just the same people from before. So I would say probably that, yeah. Well, let's uh, um, skip right over to KOF 15. March 2022, the game drops. It's, uh, you know, received very well. And it's not just SNK KOF fans playing it. I mean, everybody is playing it. Uh, it, mainly because it's a new, fresh thing. Not many new games came out in the in the last few years prior to that, uh, and this game came 
right off the bat with very good netcode. I'm sure everybody was happy about that. And again, the game drops. Uh, it, it, it exceeds all expectations. Uh, the community itself, uh, you tell us, man, uh, how happy were they when the game released? Uh, how happy were they with the possibilities that, oh, man, I can't wait to go to a big, big time offline event where the community is going to be just so big. You're going to see so many international players. Take us through that. Yeah, so the game comes out, and like you said, everyone's playing it. Uh, this is like the first KOF where I think pe like non-traditional KOF players are not only playing it, but staying with it, you know? Because um, you, like you mentioned, you're always going to have the new game where people try it out, but sometimes it might, it might fall off after a few weeks. But no, we have a ton of players still on this game, loving this game, cracking out the game. Um, it's been a blessing. Uh, I will say this game, it's been so much fun to see SNK enjoying the fruits of their labors. Uh, they put a lot of work into it. And just from a core, like, just from not, not even a competitive or, you know, an esports feel of the game, just playing the game normally has been a lot of fun. Uh, it's something I can throw on even when I'm just chilling. I mean, my roommates throw it on and they don't even play competitive fighting games and they'll just play it just because. So I think the game is... Uh, like you mentioned, it shattered all expectations. You know, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Um, I see what it's you did been there. A, oh, you know, <laughs> gotta get that one in there. <laughs> but it's a, it's a great game, and it's continuously getting better. You know, we recently just had a balance patch for the game, so that's keeping yes, things a bit yes. more fresh. And uh, yeah, everyone's everyone's still on it. Everyone is still playing the game and cracking it out. So there's numerous online events, uh, tournaments every week. There's numerous offline tournaments and. It just seems like the game is still growing. How important was that online? How important is that netcode right off the bat the first day? Obviously, there have been a few small little patches to it. Nothing that's going to make anybody go crazy or anything like that. But again, you know, how important is that to the life of this game? I think in 2022, the netcode is probably the most important part to any video game. But specifically KOF, it was the biggest because we've told players for years, hey, KOF 14 is a great game, 13 is a great game. But then they go online and the netcode is not good and, and they leave, right? right. Uh, Samurai Showdown, very similar game, right? Where people was like, oh, man, I love the game, but I can't play it. I can only play it online and I, it doesn't work, blah, blah, blah. So this for this game, and, and again, uh, you know, Guilty Gear Strive came out last year. And that game has probably the best netcode right now. And there's so many people who were playing that that jumped to KOF and said, if KOF netcode is bad, I, I can't do it. I'm going back to Guilty Gear just on the strength well, of the netcode alone. They got spoiled, you know, because Strive's yeah. netcode is probably the best since uh, KI's on the Xbox One. Yeah, and I, and, and if they did get spoiled, like, I, I understand and I agree with them because it's like, hey, it's kind of hard to go from playing something like that and then to go back to a game that doesn't have a good netcode so for KOF 15 to come out of the gate with rollback and the game functions fine and the netcode is good like that helped us so much and that's why we're able to have a lot of uh cross like uh cross contamination but in a good way of <laughs> i say cross integration of players um now we're able to play mexico's finest online because you know obviously we couldn't before we, we'd have to be offline same with asia you might get paired up with some of the top, top players in asia online and even though it's still pretty far it's going to be a lot better than what it would have been in a kof 14 or something so 
the net code being as good, it, it allows for a lot of content uh, to be done as far as like online tournaments and lobbies and to keep the interest of the player base. Like it, you know, it, it allows that. So we needed this net code to be a home run and, um, and that's what it's been. Well, basically uh, to sum it up, this is exactly what those players who mainly play on GGPO for many years, for many decades now, have experienced. When you have good netcode, you're able to, you know, take your talents online against some of the top players in other countries, especially for this series where we know the majority of the, of the world's top players are in places like Latin America, you know, South America, Japan. Uh, the U.S. has a lot of good players, but obviously we all know, and uh, nobody should take any offense to this, but we know, you know, our level here is nothing compared to those other countries. So going back to the original point, this is what things like GGPO allowed those uh, those other countries, and even players here who uh, went on it. And this wasn't just only KOF, it's also Mark of the Wolves, where you're able to... Is it, is it the best? Yeah, you know what, that's subjective, but you're able to actually enjoy the game online with players across the world. Yeah, no, it's, it's true. Uh, very rarely do I get upset at, at KOF 15 online. Like, there might be some instances, but it doesn't happen often. And a lot of it is, um, like, the matchmaking itself could use a little work, but the actual matches are, like, they're fine. They play rather well, so... And, and um, you know, that's been, again, that's been super integral to all of this, uh, you know, all of this blossoming, uh, you know, all, everything blossoming from the game as far as, like, the, the competition and the big numbers at events now. Like, a lot of that has to do with the netcode being good. It's keeping people, it's keeping them in the game. So, yeah. You know, uh, prior to Combo Breaker 2022, and I remember the episode with Rodney that you did, uh, you know, you, you use the pandemic to basically up your skills when it comes to commentating or content creation. Uh, when did you get the nod to be the, one of the main commentators for Combo Breaker 2022? Uh, they sent... So I think they usually send out the emails, I think it's like two weeks before the event. So yeah, I found out, you know, once they let everybody know, um, I found out there and I was extremely happy because, uh, you know, it's, it was my first time doing uh uh, official commentary at a big event in general because back then you know pre-covid events like summer jam or like a ect or whatever uh, at the time you know they weren't really doing like applications or like you didn't really it was just like hey if you're around like you know kpb guy you guys would always look out for me you know so if kpb was streaming kof 14 at summer jam I would just pass by the stream and Afro would be like, hey, you want to, you know, you want to get on? Or I'll talk to Rodney. Hey, can you mind if I get on? They're like, yeah, of course, you know. Uh, so I would do I would do it there. But, um, you know, nowadays things are, you know, uh, commentary is a lot more professional. There's applications. You got to send in your reels and, you know, you get compensated for it and everything. So now it's like uh, for me to do this, this was the first one that I've ever got to do at a, at a huge event. So it was, it was a, a huge honor and a privilege uh, to do it. So I just, you know, and I'm keeping that going. I I recently got accepted for CEO and I applied for Evo, but Evo hasn't put out their, uh, they haven't let everybody know yet. I think they're still accepting applications. So hopefully I'll get accepted for Evo too. That'd be great. (laughs) Do you feel any pressure uh, when you walk into Combo Breaker and you see the mass production that this is compared to everything else? Uh, Do you have, do you feel that maybe you have to, up your game even more and not embarrass yourself i mean like you said we're, we're going here this is a giant step 
this is like one of the super big events. You know, you're in big boy town now. Uh, what kind of pressures do you feel, or do you not feel any pressure at all? And it's like, eh, it's just another day in the office for me. Uh, I want to say it's more of that the last part. Like, I guess I I expect that it's gonna be a huge production, and I expect that it's going to be, you know, um, you know, all eyes on me type situation. Hey, you have to deliver, and I just I, I look at that as something where I'm like, all right, let's let's do this. Let's, I know I'm I'm conf- I'm confident in myself and my skills. I know I'm solid at what I do. So you know, when I see the big lights and I see the setup and how the production is ran, you know, how it's like, hey, there's a countdown for ads. And, you know, you got the guy in your ear telling you, hey, we're going to go to commercial, blah, blah, blah. I just focus on things like that, you know, as far as like where, you know, w- working with that and, and working with whoever I'm with, like making sure we both, you know, not cutting each other off all the time or, or getting our stuff in essentially. So like I, it doesn't really strike me as like, you know, oh, man, you know, I'm going to get nervous. But then again, you know, it, it could happen. Maybe Evo, right? This is my first Evo I'm going to. So <laughs> that it could happen there. But at, as far as Combo Breaker was concerned, I was, uh, I guess I was just really excited about it. I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm ready to do this. But I wasn't like nervous. I was just like, yeah, I know. It also helps too if you know, I guess, who you're working with, right? Like I, right, I knew right. I was working with uh, Hell Pockets and Cookie, who I you know i've done online stuff with those guys cookie and me are real tight i do stuff with me and him always joking so like i, I worked with hell pockets online so maybe comfortable uh nothing xs was the first time we've done it but our personalities are very similar so it just it looked like we've been working commentary for years together so i guess that also helps if, if i go in there and it's like hey you're working with this person you don't know it might it might make things feel a little more nervous because i'm like oh, i don't know how they are i have to kind of you know, navigate through and see how we mesh. But, but as far as combo breaker was concerned, no, I was, uh, I was just excited to show the world what I could do. And no, that's awesome to hear, man. It, it really almost didn't phase you. And because of that, since you were able to hold your cool, uh, you know, you were able to work perfectly fine. Everybody saw you in action. Everybody's in the greens. So you did an awesome, awesome job. But besides that, since you are, um, you know, one of the community voices. What did you feel, um, the SNK community in general? What, uh, excuse me, uh, how did you did you feel anything from them? Uh, were they just happy to be back at this kind of level of production of an event? Uh, everybody ready to just go rock and roll, you know, hang out with friends, uh, you know, show the world what they could do. Because again, Combo Breakers, uh, you know, 2022 was a humongous, humongous step forward for the community and any offline event. Uh, what was the vibe like that you got from the community? Oh man, it was it was everything, dude. It was the word community. I'm gonna use that word because that's how it felt. Like uh, combo breaker was just it was beautiful. I couldn't walk very far without seeing somebody I knew and just hugging them and like, oh man, look at you. It's been so long, you know. <laughs> even people, even people I've seen, you know, people that like you may have came up to like one of our tournaments, you know, from PA or whatever. It was still hype to see everyone and um. I got to meet a lot of people that I met during the pandemic through Discord, through Twitch chats. You know, it was a lot of people like, hey, I'm such and such from, you know, I hang out in your stream or like I'm in this Discord. I'm like, oh, cool. This is how you look. So it was it was great. Yeah, it, was, it was awesome, dude. It was just like uh, it, like and, and yeah, hanging out. We did a whole lot of hanging out. Like it was it was at times where I was like, man, I wish I wasn't competing tomorrow because I would just want to, you know, chill and get lit. Like just seeing everybody. So it was. 
everyone across the board was uh, extremely happy. Uh, it was and just to play games and yeah, again, it was like it, it was it was like nothing has changed. We're right back to doing what we were doing, you know, two three years ago. But at the same time, it felt like it's been so long. So it, it just put an emphasis on how much we really missed each other. What was the difference in community feeling? You know, I'm going to use that word. What was the difference in feeling between Combo Breaker 2022 and uh, Lunar Bout 2022? Uh, Lunar Bout felt... It, it was like being home. Well, we were technically. We were being home. We were in New York. So it was, it was a little more... Uh, how can I say? Home it, cooking? You could say that. Yeah, a little comfort. More, more comfort. Combo Breaker was comfortable. Don't get me wrong. But at the same time, you're still at this big event with all these uh, huge sponsors. And, you know, it's also a multi-game event uh, or multi-company event, whereas Lunar Bout was like only SNK titles. So it was a lot of people. I had a, a few more closer. Um, uh, how can I say this? Like, you just know them better because you've played more games with them versus right. like. I know Street Fighter players, but I don't hang out with a lot of Street Fighter players or or NRS or Tekken. Like I know them and I, I and those guys are cool, but I don't like I don't see them as often because we don't play the same games. So Lunar Bout, well, it felt more like at home. It was just like again, it was a, it was a three day weekend, two day weekend, excuse me, of just a lot of fun. You know, you're being comfortable because you're in your area. You could be a little more loose with things because it's you know it's a big community event, but it's not like. A huge major per se and then combo brick it was was also it was just it was so much fun but it was it had a bit more grandiose to it though because it was in a huge um you know a, a huge convention center so it was like it was breathtaking at times yeah but it was but it was also really cool uh the samurai showdown community at combo breaker um give us your thoughts on them there was some people playing i know they had a samurai showdown five special tournament which is cool uh, there was some people playing seven. They had a setup, but it was a lot of the usual suspects. So it, you know, it was cool. It was cool seeing those guys. Like I said, a lot of, a lot of them do play KOF 15 as well. So uh, even though I know them from Sam Show, they're currently playing KOF 15. So we just talk about that. But I will say, uh, there's going to be at CEO. There's going to be a side tournament for KOF for uh, Samurai Showdown. So that you know, keep a lookout for that one. And now let's talk to the big boy here, KOF 15. Um, obviously, a big, big time event here. Uh, this was possibly the biggest KOF 15 event we've had up until the moment. I don't know if the Japanese or maybe somewhere overseas had a bigger event, but Combo Breaker was it here in this country. Uh, how many players did the game have? 622. And a lot of those a lot of those players were international players, I'm sure. A lot of them came from uh, Europe. A lot of them came from, you know, Latin America. Um, you know, uh, talk to us about that vibe, just having this humongous international pool of players coming in, uh, you know, into the U.S. territory and, you know, just going at it, man. You know, again, explain that kind of, uh, explain that kind of vibe, the uh, environment. I wasn't there. I've only ever, you know, I've only heard from people like from Mike, from yourself and others. So take us through that, man. Like, uh, how, how intense was the community? How intense was the competition? Well, I'll say this. Um, there was international players, but it was nowhere near on the scale 
of international that like an Evo would have. But we did have, we've had a lot of players and it's, it's a testament to show how many people in America alone is playing the game. Cause this was the biggest KOF tournament since Evo 2012 when Evo, uh, Evo KOF 13 had a, over a thousand. So this was the biggest. Wow. wow. Yeah. This, this was the biggest in, in the States that we've had for any KOF game, 622. And man, it was, it was, when I want to say a bloodbath. Pools were crazy. Top 96 was like so good. There were so many matches that could be top eight or grand finals candidates that happened before that, you know, and it was just um, a treat to see the highest level of play in the, in the States be shown to the world offline. You know, you're getting to see that. I got to watch players like Reynold play off, all, like off stream, just casually just playing casuals i got to see arsenal and ash who was one of the best players in the world at any game uh just doing his thing offline i got to see a lot of the the kof guys who i consider like uh legacy you know legacy heroes in the scene the violent canes the el rosas you know uh players like that i got to watch those guys play offline so it was truly a spectacle uh to see all of the matches go down like i said 622 plus players it was uh the biggest tournament, you know, for KOS, certainly right now for 15, it's the biggest event. Like I, I just, we, we just talked about Lunar Bell and Lunar Bell had 80 players for KOS 15, 80 versus 600. Like that is a huge <laughs> jump. And Lunar Bell, I thought was, was really stacked as well for the 80 players that was there. It was a lot of strong players, but yeah, 600 plus players. That's like, that's out of this world. So like, you know, for, for all the matches that went down and, and to get to see and, and to see people like Punk, you know, and Kizzy K and uh, Red Blade, a lot of like non-traditional um, KOF players to, to do well. You know, they went to Combo Breaker and they played and they did pretty well in brackets. So that again, that's a testament to show that this game is um, expanding and outgrowing. Hey, listen, man, uh, Combo Breaker came and went. Uh, humongous success. Uh, you saw a lot of friends. You saw a lot of the community, what this community could be when we're all together, when we're having fun, when we're here for competition. Uh, so with Combo Breaker out of the way now, you know, CEO is next, 2022. Uh, what kind of numbers has CEO for KOF have gotten so far? Do you have any idea? Uh, they haven't revealed it yet, but I do think it's CEO is in two weeks. I'll be there. I'm actually uh, going to go. Uh, it's in two weeks. They haven't revealed the numbers. Um, I'll say this. I hear there's a lot of Colombian players showing up, but I don't Columbia. think, yeah, there's going to be some, uh, some Colombian players are supposed to be showing up to CEO. So it's going to be interesting to look, you know, to look out for, but I, I don't know. I, I don't know if it'll have the same numbers as combo breaker. I'm sure it'll have really good entrance, right? But I just, I'm not too sure because there's quite a few people that aren't able to go to CEO that I spoke to at Combo Breaker. They, you know, they can't get off work in time or they don't have the funds or they, you know, some people are saving their money for Evo. Because um, it is expensive to do all three tournaments here. You know, Combo Breaker. Yeah, especially if you're not sponsored, right? Like, it's hard to do all three. And like I mentioned before, you know, flights right now are like, um, had like an increase, right? Because of COVID and hotels are more money now because of COVID. So, you know, a trip that might've cost you $400 pre COVID. Now it's like 700, you know, or 650 now. So it's like, 
I don't know if CEO will have as much as Combo Breaker. If it does, that's amazing. But I will assure you that it will have good matches and it will have it will have good numbers. Well, I mean, you bring up the uh, the cost and everything, and that's a big conversation happening at the uh, at the FGC right now because because of what somebody said about MK11 uh, at Combo Breaker. But that's neither here nor there. That's a discussion for another day, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, but, I, can, I don't mind getting into that if you want to. <laughs> no, we'll do that. We'll leave that for another episode. I'm sure everybody has an opinion on that, and I, I always enjoy seeing what everybody says. But again, we'll leave that one for another episode. But um, uh, this game, uh, let's see. It benefits from having the great online. You know, it's uh, a lot of people, it's, it's, it's either a negative or a positive, who, depending on who you are. Maybe you don't care. Uh, a lot of people say the game obviously looks a heck of a lot better than KOF 14. Uh, you know, healthy community. Uh, and again, with CEO coming up, and the game is still relatively new. It was only released in March. We could only hope, and, you know, the game's just going to go forward with nothing but good positive vibes. Do you think this game will overtake 13 as, you know, the biggest KOF game on the tournament circuit for a while there? Because, you know, when KOF 13 came out, that game... It was hard to escape it. How good the competition was, you know. It it was just the it was the KOF game to play. Everybody loved it. Do you think this game could overtake it? Yeah, I could see that because um, thirteen, as great as it is, uh, thirteen had some issues. And I know a lot of KOF thirteen players they they get mad when you kind of you know have a negative opinion about the game. Hey, but hey, it's... hey, listen, man, I love the game. Trust me, I know it's just as toxic as the vanilla two K two community. I'm very well aware of that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 13 has its its issues, but I, I could see it happening um, just from the accessibility of this game. Again, 13, you know, doesn't have it doesn't have lobbies and it doesn't have uh, a good netcode. So I do think with this game having that is on top of it being a really fun game, a, a solid game. I do think this has a chance and potential to end up being the biggest KOF, uh, KOF game in terms of like community in terms of player base in terms of um money for tournaments in terms of big numbers for tournaments i think this could very well be that kof this could be the the kof that puts it on a larger scale than just what it's always been has there been any talk from snk about possibly maybe maybe they're thinking about it of re-releasing samurai showdown but with kof 15's netcode i I can only hope. <laughs> I can only hope that is the case. Yeah, that, that is such a good game, and it's such a shame the fate that it had. Uh, it, 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 I always love Samurai Showdown. Samurai Showdown, I've always said it, it's like the thinking man's uh, fighting game. It's, yeah. It, it, it really is such a shame what happened, because I love that game. You know, high-level Samurai 7 gameplay is utterly, utterly amazing. And that may, maybe SNK will hear this, and... And they'll somehow re-release the game because I, I think it, I think it deserves it. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I'll tell you this: uh, a lot of us in New York don't practice the game, but if we're hanging out and, and someone's like, "Hey, you want to play Sam Show?" We'll throw it on. We have no problem playing some matches offline. We just don't practice it anymore because there's no incentive to without these big tournaments. But uh, if you know, hey, if they make up make a port of Sam Show and it has. Uh, you know, rollback netcode, and pfft, man, are you kidding? I would be pushing for that game to have tournaments again. I would push for it at my locals. I'm sure we'd have like a like almost like a second renaissance period for the game because, like you said, yeah, it's a, it's a phenomenal game. I had fun 
commentating it. I had fun playing and watching it. Uh, it was beautiful, and I think it. Was, I still think it's one of the best games SNK has ever made. So, oh, yeah, definitely, would, man. It's definitely, in my personal opinion, you know, top five fighting games released in the last ten years or so. Yeah, I'd agree. What's next for the SNK um, community, the competitive community? Obviously, uh, we've already touched on it plenty of times here that the netcode will help us survive. Uh, help us survive. It'll keep the community numbers up. Uh, we see our buddy Dark Geese down, uh, you know, his uh, things going down in Latin America. We see Mexico, Peru, all those kinds of places, you know, taking in this game way more seriously than they would other KOF games. Uh, you know, we see Japan uh, playing the game high level, everything. China's playing it. France is playing it. The, the you know, Europe, uh, Europe is playing it. Well, what's next for this uh, this scene in the community? I think the only way from here is up. I, I, I truly think that with the eyes that are on the game, with the content creators, the community leaders, um, a lot of people that are behind it, I think they're presenting a the game in a really good light. And that's why we're getting a lot of outside leadership coming into the game. You know, you have uh, uh, Tenno Media, ICFC, they're doing online events for Europe, Asia, and North America. Um, I've worked with Wisdom Gaming where they had the big team exhibition with me, Justin, Reynold, Coach Steve, you know, and so many other players. Um, and I think they're going to be doing something else probably in the future again. Who knows? Um, you have um, you have you have other, you know, normal FGC tournaments. You know, they're presenting KOF on a higher level. Bum is doing a tournament next month called Heatwave. And KOF 15 has a $2,500 pot bonus. So Beautiful. The, the game is it's getting so much love across the board. And, and even after EVO, there's still going to be a lot of majors that are going to be featuring the game uh, and putting it, you know, presenting it in a big spotlight. So I think it's up to the job of the community to just stay on top of things as far as like welcoming in new players, you know, being accessible to help people grow, um, you know. Uh, there's always going to be bad eggs in every every scene, so mm -hmm. you just want to <laughs> try to keep them down, you know, keep them uh, from not keep them down, but like keep them from causing a you know something that can make players leave your game, right? Yeah, stop but, letting them have a bigger voice than they should. Right. Yeah, and you know, poisoning the well, so to speak. So, I just think in, in terms of everything else, though, the game is it's getting a lot of coverage and it's getting you know, it's going to just keep growing at this at this pace. You know, we got more DLC characters on the way. I'm sure there'll be more balance patches. So, yeah, it's, you know, as long as SNK stays on it as well, you know, as far as updating the net code, you know, updating the lobby, updating, just keeping, like, quality of life changes to keep the game fresh and have it function properly, As like I said, as well as, you know, you have DLC and other stuff coming out. So, uh, yeah, I think that will help the game continue to grow. And, you know, we'll, KOF will be treated as the spectacle that we know it to be. Yeah, now one thing I wanted to touch on real quick about what you said. If you're a competitor, there's no reason for you not to find either an offline or online event. There's a obviously a big abundance of competition uh, going on. Even even if it's just a side game at a tournament that you know that maybe uh, the another game is more featured than it. You have no reason not to be playing in this um you know in these um in these tournaments if you want to get better because this game, like we already said it, there's just a lot, a lot of events, especially here in New York City. I believe uh, Darf Arma is having a, a MKNJ tournament, and he's having KOF 15 on there as well. So 
everybody's yep. jumping on it, and you know what? It, it's, it has never been a better time to be a KOF player. Absolutely. So listen, man, I just want to thank you very much for your time. I really appreciate uh, you coming on here, giving us a little bit of State of the Union for KOF. Yeah, anytime, man. I, I love you guys. Y'all kick punch block. Y'all the best. <laughs> I'll, I'll never not give you guys credit for just, you know, doing offline tournaments for 14, helping me get my start on the mic. Like, y'all y'all are the foundation for a lot of the stuff going on in New York. And, you know, I'm just glad that me, people like me, Aru, uh, you know, the Lunar Phase crew, a lot of other people, we can continue to, um, you know, kind of continue that off from you guys. Like, just continue just ballooning the scene, you know? Hey, listen, man, Mike talks very highly of you and Nauru uh, every single time uh, the topic comes up. And um, like you said, the, the team, uh, we do we try to do so much for for our scene. Uh, you know, like Mike always says, the C stands for community. We try to keep everything as strong as humanly possible. Sometimes it doesn't work, some, you know, but the majority of the time it does. We're very good at what we do. And we appreciate, you know, guys like you who have always had our back, uh, always supportive of everything that we've done. And, um, you know, it's great to hear that, you know, your career in commentating is taking off. I'm sure you're going to, you know, just like with Combo Breaker 2022, I'm sure you're going to kill it all down at CEO 2022. And with that, man, you know, how could people reach out to you to, uh, you know, pick your brain about anything KOF, anything SNK, hell, anything fighting games in general? Yeah, so I use two um, social media things, and uh, <laughs> I guess the first one is Twitter, at Romulus, that's at R-O-M-U-L-U-S underscore himself. It's my Twitter, you can ask me whatever you want, I'm most likely posting memes, uh, or, you know, just laughing at dumb discourses, so if, you, if you're into that, you can follow me there. Or my main, uh, the thing I, you know, my, my content, essentially, my Twitch is uh twitch.tv slash rome underscore himself so that's r-o-m-e underscore himself i do i stream about four to five times a week and usually three of those streams are dedicated to kof we do like uh high level analysis uh videos i do lobbies i do long sets so yeah if you ever have any questions if you want to get some games in um you can just follow me on those platforms you can follow my youtube as well which is also uh rome underscore himself i don't post on there as frequently i am working on it that's a, a new year's resolution of mine i've been <laughs> trying to do but it's just it's hard man when you work a nine to five and then you know you still gotta uh, stream and everything so but if you want to support my youtube you can there but yes my twitch and my twitter hit me up on there i'm always down to laugh and talk about whatever so yeah and guys man i want to thank you once again for tuning in to another great episode of kpb cast uh, I want to thank Rome himself once again for coming on, giving us his opinions and uh, his insights on everything SNK, uh, KOF, Samurai Showdown. And with that, guys, uh, you know, we want to wrap this up. Rome, thank you once again. No problem, Ralph. Have a good one, man. All right, guys. Uh, take care. Have a good night. Good evening, wherever you are. Peace out, guys. This has been a KPB MediaWorks production.